Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Dog Check. I can't believe I'm about to say this. It's officially game week, and I'm here with Eric Metcalf. Eric, how are you today? I'm doing great. I'm I'm happy as football season now. I mean, we got college for the last couple of weeks, but it's not frozen, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what our Browns can accomplish this year. Exactly. It's not the same as the pros. We get to see the pros Sunday at 1 p.m., which is very, very exciting. I can't wait. Uh, we we came on here today to talk about our keys to victory. I'm going to let you go first, Eric. I'm curious because we talked about it a little bit. You said it's the same thing on both sides of the ball. I'm curious what you have to say. For me, when I say that, I mean, and, it's, and this is as cliche as it can get, we have to win the line of scrimmage. Okay. On both sides of the ball. That's why I say it's the same for me. I mean, of course we want to – we'll talk offense first. Of course we want to go out there and, and see if Deshaun is worth $230 million and have the ball – throw the ball all over the yard to all these new receivers that we have and everything. But that's not the key to success for us, I don't believe. I believe it still remains with, with Nick Chubb running the football. And, and you cannot run the football unless those five guys – in front are taking care of business. And so that's oh, what yeah. I say. When we're talking offense, we need to reestablish the line of scrimmage moving forward with Nick Chubb and, and that that line that, that has been great for the past couple of years. And then we get some players uh, out of Deshaun and throwing to Amari and Njoku and Elijah and DPJ and all these guys. But, but I, I think we first need to establish that that run game. And, and in doing so, and in, in establishing the run game, we're, we're, we're also playing defense. Yes. Because we're yes. keeping that potent offense of the Cincinnati Bengals on the sideline. And so I think by taking care of the line of scrimmage, running the ball, controlling uh, time possession, but more importantly, in controlling that time possession and, and having and sustaining drives, we must get points out of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. Keep and so yeah. that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, especially against an offense, an offense like that, you need points, right? You really do. It's uh, just about half an hour ago actually came out. Uh, Joe Burrow was a full participant in practice today. You know, you figured he'd find a way to be on the field, but officially, as of about 12 p.m. Eastern, he is a full participant today. Yeah, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, day one when he when he limped off the field, we knew that he would be ready for yeah. this game. Regardless of what happened, whatever they said, whether it was a contract, whether he was really hurt, what have you, it didn't matter. He was going to play in this game because it's it's one of those things you gotta you gotta start fast in this division. It's one of the best divisions in the NFL, and so you oh, have yeah. to start fast. And so if, if we're talking about the Bengals trying to reestablish themselves as a AFC favorite, then they have to start fast, unlike they, the last couple of years. Oh yeah. Very much so. And they haven't started fast, especially last year. And, you know, who knows? You could say what you will. Maybe it hurt them not getting home field advantage in that uh, AFC championship. Who knows? But I'm with you. You know, keeping the offense off the field has to be a huge point of emphasis, a huge point of emphasis, especially uh, when you look at what the Browns are going to try to do on the ground. The guys up front have to win. Nick Chubb has to win, and he usually does, and we're confident in that. But I agree with you that the biggest key on offense is controlling the line of scrimmage. That that Bengals front four is no joke. Right. They can get after the quarterback. They can stop the run. They can do a lot of different things. And I'm and I'm hoping Stefanski is not 
glued into thinking that we have to prove that Deshaun was the choice, that paying him all this money is what it's about and, and proving that he's worth $230 million. I don't, I don't think that's the, the recipe for success. I mean, we if we come out here thinking we have to throw, throw, score the, uh, throw the ball forty times, I don't think we win this game. Nope. I think I think we have to make plays in the throwing game when necessary. You know, and and that's and, and that's the case. If we're running the ball well, that's going to be the case. We're going to they're going to dare him to throw the ball and and see if he can be Deshaun Watson of old. And I think he can be, and I think he will be. It's just a matter of putting them in the right situation and making it easy by establishing the run game. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's going to open some things up in the play-action game, too. That's what I'm most excited to see. I think, you know, we talk about Elijah Moore, uh, the impact that he can have being that, that gadget guy, that slot guy. But, you know, you need people to take the top off the defense. I know you love David Njoku to do that. We talked about Amari Cooper, obviously, as the number one. But even Donovan Peoples-Jones, uh, that's, a, that's a speedster who can try to take the top off. It's going to be very, very interesting to see how they get those guys involved because I agree with you. I don't think Stefanski should be glued into this idea of proving it's Deshaun Watson's year. And to be honest with you, I don't think he will. I hope not, at least. But I don't think I don't think he needs to be glued into that idea at all. And if anything, maybe making the run game easier or the pass game easier through the run game for Deshaun Watson makes him play better. I don't think he's ever had that in Houston. Right, and you and you know I think I think by all the pieces that we have on the field, if you look, you line up across the board. We're talking about the skill positions. We have Amari, Elijah, and Joku, and DPJ, along with Nick Chubb. I, that gives you the appearance that we're going to oh, throw the yeah. ball all over the yard, which also means more DBs have to come in the game. Mm-hmm. Which also means with this line, this front uh, line that we have, it gives Nick Chubb more space. Oh yeah. And so that's what I'm looking for. So I'm not against all these guys being out there at the same time, I'm, I'm against if we come out there and we throw it first, second, and third down. Yes. Right? I sw- that's what I'm against. I, I, I need Nick Chubb to have his stamp on the game because if you're running the ball a lot, that means chances are you're winning. You don't, you don't run the ball as a team 30 to 40 times and lose generally. Yep. Oh, yeah. If you're running the ball that much, that's because you're winning. And so I think that's what we need to be doing. This is when you start the 40s and 50s in the passing game that you're usually trying to play catch up, right? So yeah. I don't, I don't want us to be in that situation. I don't think we need to be or have to be if we, if we do everything right because we have the pieces offensively. It's just a matter of going out there and doing it in between the white lines. Absolutely, could not agree more. Let's let's talk about the line of scrimmage on the other side of the ball. Now we we talk about. Winning, winning in the trenches, obviously it's important on the offensive side for the Cleveland Browns. They want to run the ball. That's how they'll win the game. We kind of agree there. What, what do you see defensively against this Bengals offensive line? We got to win the line of scrimmage there also. Reestablish the line of scrimmage this time, but a yard on their side mm-hmm. of the line of scrimmage, right? If we're in if we're, with our Dalvin Thomas and these guys in, in the front four, if we're able – to secure that middle, unlike last year and previous years, then this makes it hard. I mean, we can we can rush them up the middle with Dalvin Thompson, guys like that, and, and make plays for Miles Garrett. You know, it's, it's going to be – if we can just control that line scrimmage, he can't just stand back there and throw the ball up to these guys, these receivers he has. And those guys are special. And, oh, so, yeah. cool. and so timing is everything. If we can get them out uh, 
his spot, Joe Burrow, off his spot by reestablishing the line on, on defensively, then, then we have a shot. And, and with that in mind, in doing so, I'm going to need these DBs to be a little more physical with their receivers. Yeah. Right? When oh, I, yeah. I'm tired of just giving them a free run stuff. Mm-hmm. These dudes are too good for you to just say, okay, I'm a very good corner. I'm going to run right next to you. No, 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 no. I need you to get physical. So while the defensive line is getting some push in the, at the line of scrimmage and in the Joe Burrow's face, I need you to get physical with the with the receivers because then their timing is off, right? And that's oh, what yeah. we haven't been doing in the past couple of years. And so I, I feel that's something that has to be done as well. Yeah, disrupting timing is huge. And I think another thing that's going to disrupt the timing in the past game, well, really two things. One, like you talked about, you win the line of scrimmage, you are forced into third and medium to third and long. Like you can't get anything going on the ground game. It's tougher for a passing offense. Granted, you know, the Bengals have one of the past passing offenses in the NFL and they can still convert those, but it's still tougher. The other thing that I think could, you know, force a little bit of disruption in timing uh, is a new scheme, right? It's, it's the Jim Schwartz scheme with these new guys. There's not a ton of film on them as well. You don't really know what you're going to get with Jim Schwartz and who knows, maybe he throws some changeups out with some of the zones that he'll use. Maybe he avoids a lot of man coverage with these guys. Cause at the end of the day, you know, if you're the Bengals receivers and you see the Browns DBs, I'm, I probably like that matchup. It's going to be interesting to see what Jim Schwartz does in terms of the defensive scheme as well, especially if they're in those third and longs. Right. I, I mean, that's, you said it, nailed it on the head. That's getting them behind the chain. is something yeah. we need to do. And and like you said, there's no film on, on Jim Schwartz as, as a Browns coach. We, you know, they yes. can go back and look at him from other teams that he's coaching, kind of get an idea of what he, he likes to do. But you know, schemes are determined by the personnel. Mm-hmm. And so exactly. if, if you have, if you have, uh, four defensive linemen and nobody can get to the quarterback, then of course you have to send some backers. You have to send safety, some corner blitzes and things like that to get an extra guy in there. But if you have guys like we have who can the, the front four who can get there on their own, you're, you're allowed to play coverage and do and mix things up, which can kind of confuse a, a quarterback. Exactly. And I think, I think they are going to just let them go play coverage. You talk about the guys in the front. I'm going to be interesting to see, when they get into those third and longs, obviously you got Garrett and you got Zadarius Smith. Uh, will Okoronkwo be out there? You know, what packages will they have with him? Get an extra speed guy. And, you know, the Bengals do have a, a new tackle in Orlando Brown, a very good player, but a, a bit slow off the line of scrimmage. So, you know, it'd be interesting to see if they use a guy like Okoronkwo there. But 100%, it's going to be just let, let those guys rush. Hopefully not much more than five guys, but four or five guys. Just go get after the quarterback and just trust your coverage in behind. I'm with you there. That's what they kind of have to do, I think, with a passing offense like the Bengals. Yeah, I, I, I feel good about it. You know, to be honest, I just I feel good about the, the outcome of this game and what can happen. I, I think uh, in talking about winning the line of scrimmage, I think we can do it on both sides. Mm-hmm. I, I think we can we can win there. I mean, you know, like I said, offensively they have a, a very good team and and they can make plays from from anywhere as we have seen in, in the past few years. Um, but we, I, I think we have people who can also stop that. We have mm-hmm. a coordinator who guys are listening to now. Who for, uh, it seems like guys know where they're supposed to be. Right. Yep, exactly. Yep. Or, or at least getting where they're supposed to be. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Because last year they probably knew where they were supposed to be, but it didn't look like they were getting there. And so I think everyone 
last year was was trying to do the next man's job instead of doing your job, which always makes it tough. And so I think right now we have, they have a scheme uh, based on the personnel that they have that they can just go out there and play free. Oh yeah, and and, and that's that's what makes it a lot easier when you can just go out there and not have to think about the game. You know, when you hear a defense called and it's third and, and seven, you know what's expected. And so mm-hmm. I think guys uh, on the defensive side of the ball feel good about Jim Swartz and what he's done uh, and, and are going to make plays. Yeah, making plays. That's the name of the game. And I'm going to ask you right now, before we talk about our score predictions, your player to watch in this game, not Deshaun Watson. Well, I, if we're talking offense, if we're, we're talking offense, I'm I'm going with the same person, David Njoku. Okay. Now, I, I expect him to be like Travis Kelsey and those guys are to their teams, right? I, I think he has that ability uh, as a tight end to go out there and, and create mismatches. And I think when, especially in third and short, uh, third medium, uh, long he can be right over the middle making plays because he's more athletic than guys who are going to be covering him and and he's bigger and stronger and so i I think that's a a matchup that we have to win a lot yeah i think it's a matchup that the browns are gonna kind of need to win as well you make life easier for deshaun watson go to his mismatches and although i do like the Bengals linebackers i don't think any of them are as athletic as dave and joke and i don't think they can cover him one-on-one so i'm with you there the player that I'm watching the most, I'll go to the other side of the ball for this one. It's my guy. I've talked about him a couple times on here. It's Jeremiah Wusukoromoa. It's it's the first time we get to see him in this new defense. And Browns fans know there really is no denying his ability, his athletic prowess, everything he can do on a football field. It's more just him being in the right place to do those things. Now he's got a full offseason with a new coordinator, a new defense, maybe it plays his strengths a little bit more. I'm just fascinated to see how it looks. Cause I think you talk about miles Garrett, Zadarius Smith, and even Dalvin Tomlinson as he's like game wreckers. It could get to a point where JOK can play like that. I, I feel the same way. And you know what I think makes it a lot easier for him is the fact that Anthony Walker is back. Yes. When you have a leader like that in the middle who can put everybody in position, get them where they need to be to, to help, everyone to be successful it makes it so much easier it goes back to not having to think about what you're doing or, or the situation that's that's transpiring on the field and so i think having a, a leader like that back out there gives uh, jok the opportunity to be the best player that he can be yes absolutely and hopefully he is that player i think they're going to kind of need a little bit of a step up in the back seven this week to win that game so let's talk about it the official score predictions from both of us where are you going Oh, I've already said it. I got Browns 27-20. 27-20. Okay. Yeah, I like I, it. I think they do enough uh, defensively to, to slow that offense down and then uh, control the ball and, and, and score touchdowns when, when they have it. I love it. I, I'm with you on the Browns train. I'm riding the Browns train. I'll go I'll go 26-23. to 23. I think red zone defense is going to be the key here. I think turning turning threes into sevens in the red zone for offenses is going to be huge. And I think, honestly, both red zone defenses get the better of each other. I think there's a lot of field goals in this game, but I think it's 26-23 Browns. Yeah, hopefully if it comes down to field goals, we get Dustin Hopkins now, who's going to actually make them. Yes, he will. <laughs> yes, he will. If we have to get to that situation, I, I, I'm i glad that we have him. And, and it's not that that's not a knock on Kate York. It's just the, the confidence wasn't there. 
And so in, in games like this, we need somebody with confidence who's just going to go out there and kick the ball. And, yep. and, and even if he misses it, he's going to think there's something wrong with the ball and not yep, him. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And so that's that's what I'm looking forward to seeing in, in Dustin Hopkins. Yeah, definitely more confidence in the special teams unit there. And it wins and loses games. Last year, week one, it was one with special teams, but it was Cade York. And, you know, that changed over the past year. Browns brought a new guy in. Very, very fascinated to see how it goes. By the time you guys are hearing this, there will be football tonight as well. Lions at Chiefs. But Sunday, 1 o'clock, 1 p.m. Eastern, Cleveland Browns will host the Cincinnati Bengals in the season opener. I cannot be more excited. Eric, any final words here? Not at all. Let's go do it, Browns. Go Browns. Go Browns. Been a long offseason. Go Browns. Thank you, guys. We will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.